So welcome back. This is part three of our What is Love series. And today we are going to cover some of the most important things and concepts around understanding love and trying to put it all together. Mm-hmm. So in love, to, in order to understand love, we have to comprehend and be able to be brave enough to see love. <laughs> okay, brave enough to see love. Meaning, if you don't have courage, hmm. you cannot love. Oh. Hmm. So where does the courage first come in? Courage comes in your ability to see where love has already happened in your life. Where true love, pure love has been given to you. And you recognize that. Okay. And the challenge is that you have a different, possibly, more than likely, a slightly different idea of what love is. And, the, and therefore, what we said earlier, if you're not willing to see the truth, even if someone throws it at you, you will not see it. You cannot see truth if you don't have the guts to see it. Mm. So before we talk about guts, I have to show you what love is or explain to you in a meaningful way. Then you will see that you have had an experience of true love, pure love, and that you need to therefore recognize whenever it happens again and be able to separate it from that which is not true love. Okay. So this is part of our wisdom series. Later on, we want to talk about that. Vivek, we talked about that. So, but some part of that comes in here, which is you have to exercise Vivek to understand love. So it's a kind of a higher requirement. Okay, let's talk about what I mean. Okay, Mm -hmm. example. Love is that which elevates you towards your long-term happiness, but not necessarily helps you feel good in the short term. It could. It could make you feel good in the short term. (laughs) But if you don't have the picture, an idea of what the long-term happiness is that will come from this, that I will be able to get and keep, and you make your decisions on what love is based on your short-term joy, right? Joy has joy. Then you just made the wrong decision. You went into a jewelry store Mm. and you paid you, you, you found that their boxes are really pretty mm-hmm. and you bought them on premium, on a super low price and you came out with just empty boxes of <laughs> jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> Even you paid a high price. High price meaning your whole life, mm-hmm. meaning is changed when you understand love. If you don't understand love, you wasted your life. So you paid the same price as buying jewelry, but you only got an empty box. So the jewelry in the box means the pure, love. Pure love. Pure love. Yeah. Okay. But what is what does the box insinuate? The box means that it looks like to everybody you have love because you walked out with a big box. Oh. <laughs> very nice example, Sandeep. <laughs> I think the women can relate to very well. <laughs> so it is so it is necessary that you understand love. Otherwise, all you're doing is ex- is comparing who got the bigger box out of the jewelry store. Okay, so we have to. So that's today's session, and it's an integration of a number of things. It is uh, this first is this how to build this, how to understand it, how, and then once you understand it, 
you have to apply it to some past events in your life and say, oh, that event, that time, that person, true love, that event, this time, that time, not true love, just emotionally feeling good. In the long run, that didn't help me reach long-term deep happiness. Good. I need that, but that's not my main picture. And I cannot start having my definition of love become this one. Like the, okay. So we have to, before we go into the session, let's start. So, very nice. <laughs> Good start. And as every uh, to our audience, that yeah. this is our part three of our series on love. Yes. What we may... We may have to go, go over. We'll, over. We'll see. We may have 3A, 3B. We'll yes, see. Yes, yes. So, hmm. welcome to the online samosa. And on, our, on online samosa, we serve you knowledge in bite sizes. So, that will bring in... You'll enjoy it. It'll bring happiness and harmony into your lives. Okay. I'm Yamini Mitter. And I'm Sandeep Tiwari. Today's samosa will be full of love. Nice. <laughs> and it'll be yummy. Well, if you want spicy, it may not be yummy. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But it will be satisfying. Okay. All right. So we have a lot of things to cover. So let's go right into it. So first is, what is love can only be understood because it's an experience. Okay. Love is an experience. So it can only be understood based on your past experiences. Meaning that no matter how much intellectual definition, perfect definition I give you, it will not land unless you can then take that understanding and apply it to some past experiences in your life and then say that was love, that was not. Until that happens, nothing landed. <laughs> I just made you intellectually superior. <laughs> And if you know what I mean by that, it's a, not a good thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Intellectually superior. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it is a form of, uh, you know, intellectual elitism. Mm. And when you, whenever you see it around you, you go, yeah, that guy knows a lot, but, yeah. I, but I don't like him. Hmm. Yeah, intellectual elitism looks like that. I, I, I'll only talk to him when I really need that knowledge. Otherwise, I want to, I'll be a slightly distant friend. Yeah? Because the thing with knowledgeable people is they're knowledgeable. They, yeah. they, know, they know stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's come back to this. So everyone has had several experiences of your love in their life. So I'll begin with something very basic so you understand. The simplest form of love that most people should have experienced is reading a good book mm. that transforms you into a deeper, better understanding of yourself, giving you courage perhaps, giving you some skills of how to deal with people, giving you some ability to solve a, a, a relationship challenges you're facing, or just generally elevating your sense of self, just because now you understand jealousy. You need Moby Dick, right? Jealousy, revenge. You understand what that means, right? Like that. So I'm not saying go read that book. There are lots of good books and we have a list of 20 books. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you have to email, otherwise you're not going to get it. All right. So books, when that author writes it selflessly and you consume it in the right way, is an act of love between that author and you. But I don't want that kind of love. I want more huggy, feely, touchy love. Yes, mm. but that is love. You So you have to have guts. You need guts to say, that transformed me 
Therefore, there was love there and I got love there. If someone recommended that book to you, then that person who recommended it loved you. Oh, and you have to, rec- you have to say, I thank you. Thank you because that changed me, that shifted me. And therefore, that is love. Then, another form of love you might have experienced is your mom, your dad, or mm-hmm. some other relative, even your siblings, especially your siblings, help you get past some egotistical hiccup you're facing for your own good. And then it's not a nice lesson because when ego is suppressed, it's not feel good, right? But you do it because you're forced to circumstances or you trust, right? So trust is the best way to overcome ego. But if it was some other reason and someone had to force you really hard to do something that really hurt your ego but turned out well, right? Then you have to count that as love. So siblings and parents and family and sometimes friends around siblings. It's a combination of, you know, your close environment. Shall we say close environment? Your close environment helps you overcome big, big ego hurdles. Okay. Now. What would be an example of that? For example, say... Uh, you're playing games with your friends and your mm-hmm. siblings, right? And <clears throat> there is some shot, some move, some action you took that is debatable. There's no referee. Mm. You could be in or out. You could be out <laughs> if you're playing that kind of game. The goal could be in or out. Right. And you say, no, no, it was in, it was in. I, was, I wasn't offside. Right. Going back to our soccer analogy. Or uh, that person, you know, uh, pushed me, so I need a penalty kick. Right. And everyone's... Some people agree, some people don't agree. So now, if you get hell-bent on the fact that I, we, won, we lost because of the other party being unfair, and people try to explain to you, no, it's okay, or they say, yeah, let's do this, let's toss a coin. You come up with some method to resolve that, right? And you don't get off your high horse. You don't get off your ego. Hmm. Then after you calm down, you go, fine, it's just a game, right? Just like they might have done a wrong elbow to you, right? You might, someone in your team might have done it to them. So ultimately it's even, right? But because you want your goal so badly, your ego doesn't accept it. And then they help you deal with it in some way. I don't, I'm not going to say it's the right way or wrong way. Some way they help you deal with it. And as a result, you gain an understanding that this is just a friendly game. Hmm. I don't have to, even if they're wrong, and I genuinely scored that goal, right? That skill of genuinely being able to score goals is still with me. Just because someone didn't count doesn't take that away from me. My learning and my knowledge that I am good mm-hmm. is still there. And that's my real gain. The point of friendly games isn't to win. It's to gain knowledge. So whenever you understand this because of your interaction with your friends, that's an act of love from them. Okay. Yeah, and I think all most of the kids we have, go, I've gone through that. But but does everyone conclude come to the conclusion that it's the learning and not the winning? Not everyone. Not really. Yeah. Not so really. when you get that, mm. whenever you get that, that is loving learning, because okay. that learning will take you all the way to selfless, unconditional love. If you then, on the other hand, say you understand that, uh, okay then next time I'll also inadvertently elbow you mm. and save a goal, then we're even, mm. right? Mm. You didn't count my goal. Mm. I'm going to do that and I'm going to make sure your goal doesn't count, mm. right? Because you can't score, I just pushed you. 
and now we are even, then you didn't learn the full lesson from that. And your ego didn't really get lowered. Mm. You just found a way to sublimate your ego nastily. Mm. Right? Mm. So then your net learning isn't in the direction of long-term happiness. Just the short term. You learn to manage that situation. Mm. And management, short-term management of a situation mm -hmm. is exactly that. Mm. It means in the long term you lose. Right? Say there is a big uh, flood coming your way. Okay. Lots of rivers up in the mountains. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And you say, hmm, you know, I have a nice little business in this town. Mm. I have a shop. I make a lot of money. Mm. And I sell the sandbags. Mm. So I'm going to use all my sandbags to protect my shop. Uh -huh. short term gain correct the rest of the village is wiped out mm. then next day you open your shop no one to buy your stuff you also starve yeah. short term gain mm. okay so you're only thinking of your gain well you're thinking how can I manage my oh, situation okay. not gain okay my situation my mm. situation is I scored a goal you didn't count because that guy elbowed me mm. and I and didn't go in mm. now I'm going to elbow you your goal didn't go in now we I managed it now I don't mm. feel so bad mm. my judge my decision making was based on how I feel mm. not what would be good for me in the long run. long run okay and someone needs to explain so if your siblings your parents your coaches can explain to you look the point of this sport mm is for ultimately we have to gain skills mm -hmm. and we have to learn how to manage team members mm -hmm. and we have to manage them in the real world where different people have different levels of ev evolution and ego. Mm -hmm. So the real world is what we call dirty. Mm -hmm. Dirty, this is not the wrong thing. Dirt, dirt is the not a bad word, sorry. Mm -hmm. You know, people think dirty is bad. Mm -hmm. Dirt just means dirt, soil. Soiled is bad. Mm. Why is soil bad and dirt good? I don't know. <laughs> so let me use a different word. Okay. The real world is a mixed bag of things. Some good, some bad. Mm. And you have to learn to manage that. Okay. Right? Managing that in such a way that you are all happy in the long run mm. is good. Mm. Managing that in such a way that I get by today and yeah. tomorrow I'm a revengeful, bitter person mm -hmm. is bad. Therefore, Right. Mm. But what you actually, what a person actually learns, nobody really knows except that person. Correct. Right. Mm. And, and unless that person then shows that he shifted, other people don't know. Right. Mm. So it's, it's not simple. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you understand. Okay. So I want to make this point that, so there's, there's, it's a sophisticated idea. How do you know which of my learnings are good in the long run? True. So you need some other wisdom from outside hmm. okay you need wisdom that is thousands of years old hmm. literally because the kind of happiness you're looking for should generate happiness for next thousands of years hmm. unless you generate that kind of happiness you are not happy and satisfied oh, unless you have that kind of love hmm. you're not happy and satisfied and I'm going to tell you one more idea, which is a big idea. Mm. Okay. We, remember we said that you have to be have guts to face the truth. Yes. Yes, we did mention that. And you need guts to understand love, I said at the beginning of this one. Mm. Well, love is truth. Oh. 
love is true thing to to get to pure truth mm-hmm. is to get to pure love to get to pure love is to get to pure truth which is why we say god is love mm-hmm. those who believe in god right mm-hmm. this is you or the universe is full of love I remember i said that yes. the universe is an ocean of love yes that's what that means true the ocean the universe is full of truth also can you see it <laughs> one has to have the guts to, <laughs> to see, see it, it. <laughs> and you have to have some wise books and wise people mm-hmm. holding your hand through it because mm-hmm. of the experiential nature of the learning a book alone cannot do it wish it was possible mm-hmm. for those who are able to get it just from books we call them mystics there's a word for that meaning by themselves with a little bit of very little help you can say almost right they became enlightened or highly elevated mm-hmm. so that is called mysticism and it it appears like luck to outside people because you you, you nobody can predict who will get it right one day um, raman maharshi mm-hmm. right sat down and said what is death <laughs> he mm-hmm. lay down on the ground mm-hmm. and he had the guts to say i'm i don't mind experiencing death let me go experience death and of course there was a lot more thing it's not simple as that but he the part of this he did many things so don't just go to this experiment that imagine <laughs> so he did an intellectual experiment that covered many subjects on what is the nature of reality in his mind and he had the guts to do more mm-hmm. at the end when he came out he was enlightened <laughs> mystic mm-hmm. it's called mysticism just it appears by themselves they, they got there okay so we're not going there because nobody can really teach mysticism mysticism okay. is happening what we can teach is a step by step method mm. how to get to pure love how to get to truth how to get to happiness mm. right mm. and that requires a combination of lots of books i'm sorry because each person has a lot of issues and a lot of things that they cannot see in reality mm. okay mm. lots of books means lots of books 1 2 3 is not enough no sorry not enough actually bad if you just go with one or two or three books mm. and a teacher not going to work why statistically it's not going to work over thousands of years of experience what we have learned is that that's not enough okay because there's a lot of shaving that needs to be done inside your head things that don't belong there <laughs> and each book does its part like like the book example i just mentioned so we need to speed up a little bit i'm mm-hmm. sorry we have a lot lot to cover mm-hmm. okay so everyone has example of 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 pure love and it comes in these forms okay and your test is if i if i do this behavior and everybody else does this behavior for a very long period of time everybody will be harmoniously working well with each other mm-hmm. and in the soccer example if i you elbowed me and i elbowed you and all the games are played like this yeah. and no rule is ever changed that elbow is a foul and i will give you a red card except no rules are made right mm-hmm. then the world will be miserable soccer soccer players mm. and even you not even especially you intelligent people like you can see that it takes intelligence to see that this is not the ideal sustainable way is just what happened today and i this is how i managed it But ideally it should be a really fair game there should be enough ai <laughs> artificial intelligence technology everywhere cameras everywhere mm. to determine that was a bad elbow or not right because a referee cannot be everywhere yes in the future mm-hmm. so games will have a lot more ai refereeing 
and they will naturally become fairer. If you're a, if you're an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. start building on this idea. <laughs> anyway, let's come back. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So our inability to see this mm-hmm. and our more ability to work towards what feels good to me emotionally mm-hmm. and to have a high weightage to my emotional vote. This feels good. Therefore, I will ignore some truths, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This idea, this feels good. Therefore, I will ignore some long-term truth like I just explained. Mm-hmm. In Hindi, we call it bhavarog. Mm-hmm. The disease of this world, of being born, actually. <laughs> I mean, not really disease of being born. They don't call it birth. They call it bhav. Bhav means the... the, the birth? Yeah, it means dunya. Another way to say it. Meaning... Mm-hmm. Dunya means when you view the world as two. Do dunya. Okay. And in reality, the universe is one. In 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 Indian culture, we have a word for the world, dunya, meaning two-ness. Dunya just means two-ness. It doesn't mean. And we have a word for enlightenment, advait, not two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Until you can see that you and I are one, you are living in tunes. I'm separate from you. So living in dunya. Bhavarog. Oh. Okay. From which you get the English word rogue. Oh. That guy has gone rogue, meaning he's gone berserk, crazy. Mm-hmm. And in a war, that could be a good thing. Because that when a guy goes that crazy, he can destroy a lot of enemy. Correct. So rogue has a good meaning too. Okay. Right. That's why there's a Nissan Rogue. <laughs> not. I don't know what the name is in India. In India, they might, they might, you know, they might brand it differently because they'll say the Indians may not like this. No. But here they branded it, and going rogue is not necessarily bad. Hmm. It just means not not quite right. <laughs> okay. But I could be not quite right in a good way, useful way. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. But anyway, here we call it Bhava Rogue. Hmm. And the reason why the rogue, word rogue went all the way to the Western culture is because all a lot of the early doctors that were really good, surgery and whatnot, all, were all invented in India. Mm. And of course, our words went everywhere. Mm. Because when you develop, in, you know, when you create the technology, mm-hmm. your words survive. Just like we are in Silicon Valley and we call computer. So every language, <laughs> the word is computer. Mm. You cannot. What can you do? It's too difficult to work with another word that nobody will understand. So when you invent stuff, you get to name them. Anyway. Okay. Okay. So things that now, now there's a, one more trickiness. Trickiness meaning something you have to be aware of. Mm-hmm. See, when you're judging, when you're making this decision, what's good in the long run, mm-hmm. one of your challenges is, but I need to survive in the short run. <laughs> so things that help me survive in the short run must love me. This is, the, this is the biggest mistake most people make in their early understanding of love. Because, they, it, see, in your brain already has this idea, things that help you in the long run are good for you. But you also understand that I must survive in the short run. And if you forget the bigger picture, then in the near-term picture, you say, well, if I don't survive in the near term, then there is no me in the long term. So, therefore, what helps me in the short run is helping me in the long run. Right? Wrong. Don't do that. Classify appropriately with guts. 
Mm. You say, we have to say, this thing helped me in the short run. That's it. This person's help was good in the short run. And if I don't understand how that fits in the big picture, and I assume, therefore, it's good for me in the long run, I will may have made a bad assumption. Okay, I'll, shall I give you an example? Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Say you're eating some food. Say wheat. Okay. And there is a famine or there is a great dearth of food. There is nothing else around. This, some granaries have saved some wheat, no rain. So what do you do? You eat wheat with salt. <laughs> mm. What do you do? You survive. Say you are sensitive or allergic to wheat. Okay. What, what do you eat? Whatever is there. Which, what is, else? which is what? Rice, if there's rice no, available. No, no, I didn't say great. I didn't say. I said there's only wheat available. So say I'm sensitive or slightly allergic to wheat. What do I eat? Wheat. I mean, the, you still eat e wheat? Yeah. What do you, or die. Even if you're allergic Sli to it. Not fully allergic, slightly sensitive. Mm. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. You don't have celiac disease, yeah. but you have sensitivity, yeah. gluten sensitivity, correct, they call correct, it. Correct, right? correct. So what do you eat? You still eat wheat. Mm. And then you conclude, therefore, wheat is good for me in the long run because it, it saved me in the short run. I survived that year. Next year, I went back to eating rice and other food. And then my, eventually my inflamed gut healed. And you might understand my example. Something is good in the short run yeah. is not necessarily good in the long run, even if it helped you survive because it came at a heavy cost. Correct. So not everything that helps you survive in the short run is necessarily good for you in the long, long run. run. Hmm. Any other example? Okay, that one didn't land. All oh, right. Yeah. Okay, let's say emotional example. Hmm. Right? Okay. Say you did really bad in math. Two years in a row in school. Okay. Now eighth grade, seventh grade. In ninth grade, you have to make some choices. Hmm. Not you, but you are wondering what to do. Should I take more science math like classes or shouldn't oh, okay. I? In ninth grade, that's a high school time. Right? Sure. Okay. So someone gives you advice. Hmm. You're not good at math. Go towards humanities. Right? Yes. Go towards even, say, something that is halfway through, like economics, mm -hmm. or halfway through, like architecture. No, not architecture, you run high school. High school, what else can you do? You can go into environmental science, right? Biosciences, not so yeah. much math. Yeah. Right? So you say, okay. Why? Because you're already scared, right? Yeah. That I'm not so good at math. Yeah. Now, in the long run, this is terrible for you. <laughs> why? Why you say why, why, why? Because even if you don't study math, you must not be afraid of it. Because you'll carry that fear mm. that things that are difficult to do, you should just drop. You, have, you will have learned this bad conclusion. And every time anything becomes difficult, you will just drop and move on to something different. Because inadvertently, you learned this lesson, even though that one that person's that helped that decision was only for that one exception idea. I mean, say they intended it really nicely with loving heart mm -hmm. by saying just for this one time, you can go towards, say, you know, bio or economics, right? Say, right? Because you're just don't know what calculus or you don't get advanced geometry, some, something in math. But your capacity to understand math is still there. Oh. All you need was a good teacher. 
Sandeep, it looks like he is talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> see, you asked me the question. That example didn't land. No, no. And this, this landed because <laughs> I can see myself. I went. I did the same thing. I was not good at math, and I mentioned it in a previous pro show. And I was told, "Oh, you're not good at math. Do Go some, into something. humanities." Oh, really? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, I did not know that. Okay, yeah. okay. that's why I chose other subjects than math. Okay. But were you? Did you remain afraid of math? Of course. Oh, that is now my example. Yeah. Up to now, it wasn't my example. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still. Okay. So, because math is not a subject, the person who was giving you advice had to be wise, a non-wise, right? You know, um, I'm not going to crack. Because you know, some non-wise. No, because but but I'll, now you, if you say it like this, I have to. Be, some people are wise, uh-huh. and some people are non-wise. Huh. Otherwise, Otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> this is a this is a Swami Tejamananda joke. That's where I first heard it, and uh-huh. he he says it so well. He's amazing. Anyway, okay. anyway. Mm-hmm. So anyway, <laughs> so that was a non-wise decision. Non-wise means that person should have realized. that it's okay what subjects you choose are all okay it's not the final decision that counts here mm. you must not have fear because of two reasons especially for math it's important because math is not a subject you mm. think math is a subject like i can choose between history math and they're all the same they're not math is a core thinking ability of your brain sorry mm. main brain mm. it's a core thinking ability to plan to use imagination to uh uh juggle ideas using imagination to juggle ideas is what math teaches you and you need that skill to juggle ideas for every subject on earth <laughs> so even if you don't learn it from math you still have to learn that skill to juggle ideas with just imagination nothing practical right in math when you're learning math it's kind of all concept right mm-hmm. it's not something like here let's do this chemistry experiment you'll see the color changes litmus turns blue or red or pink right true yes. so that is a necessary brain food brain skill brain muscle somewhere you have to learn it and what we learned in india there is no better way than math to teach that there are some other ways maybe you have to do another show what if mm. how to learn okay, make a note how to how to grow your juggling brain without math and there are some ways but the best ways are all math related <laughs> so that was important and they took that away from you mm. at whatever age someone agreed to that idea without substituting it with this other idea that you must learn that skill mm. they took away all your thinking you now become what we call an emotional thinker meaning your decision comes from here all the time everything must feel good otherwise i can't do it and slowly over time if you are in the company of wise people mm-hmm. you l- learn to overcome your fears and guess what happens as you overcome your fears you get good at math <laughs> <laughs> really you don't even know huh? and someone will might challenge you and you say hey i can do this now i'm not afraid of it because you just get got past fear you can't get past fears without juggling Oh. Okay. <laughs> Very so, well point made. So, me. if I'm a school, my best teachers must be teaching math in every grade and if the teacher is slightly substandard, pff, make them teach something else. 
because they're taking away so much from hundreds of people, kids. They're taking away this ability to juggle at every level. But isn't this very common, Sandeep? We're not talking reality. <laughs> if you're a school, mm. you must invest like this. Mm. But I'm going to make it easier for you. If you're a parent, yeah. don't expect the school to give you the best math teachers. Oh. You become in charge of making sure math lands in your kid's brain until the juggling can happen. Then they can choose any subject. Because hmm. we need architects. We need doctors. We need historians. Yes. We need civil servants. We, we need plumbers. We need all everybody. Mm -hmm. we, we don't need a, a culture with only of mathematicians. We don't. Correct. Literally, we don't. <laughs> But you must have the ability to think. Okay. This thinking. Okay, let's come back because if I go in this direction, we'll be all out of time. We have a lot of things to cover. Okay, so let's go through this. What does love look like to most people? So now I'm going to give you a counter example. Up to now, I've told you straight up what it is, right? So when people have ideas of what love is, when they get married, hmm. right? Or when they come into a relationship or a partnership or a business partnership or a team, right? Or other places, they, they read some good books and they pick up ideals, they pick up, you know, values that they are in love with. How are they thinking? How are they processing? So what does love look like to most people? First is, we look for things that feel good. And when we love someone, our thinking is, you make me feel good. And in turn, I will also make you feel good. Mm. And they say this therefore is love. So isn't it transactional? No. Mm. So uh, let me take the trans. Yeah, let, let's take the tra transaction is you made me feel good once. I'm going to make you feel good once. Mm. You made me feel good three times, three times, fourth time you made me feel bad. Now I'll make you feel bad. That would be transactional. Okay. Right. I'm keeping count. Mm. Right. Approximate count. In uh, for. So when people say, no, no, I love this person. So average person, not average, this kind, this type of person, because they're different. Right? So this type of person is saying, here's the deal, right? In my head, mm. you generally make effort to look after my feelings. And I will also do the same. In, and now we are in love. Mm. Not keeping count anymore. Mm. I mean, keeping very little count, right? Say I get 15 or... 500 bad feelings and one good feeling, then I'll start saying what's going on, right? Mm. But I'm not generally keeping count. Mm. Okay. So now this person is in a wrong kind of love understanding. They don't understand love. Mm. <sighs> but they do understand feelings. And they're substituting the feeling of feeling good with the state of love, and they're not the same. Now, I can tell you very quickly why this happens. It's very simple. When you are in the state of love, you things feel good. <laughs> mm. So you say, okay, therefore, state of love has a side effect mm. of feeling good. So I will go after the feeling of good. Must be the same as love. You make that assumption. Okay. Bad assumption. You forgot the big picture for the little picture again. Same problem as the football field, as a soccer field. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you, this you is mentioned not that, that you, in order to gain... No, so it, the must short be good, term, it must be yes. good in the long run. Long run yes. And it must be leading me towards elevation where I get past my fears. I, I gain skills that are actually sustainable for all of society. Not just everyone lives in this 
quagmire of, you know, I elbow you, you elbow me. Right? Mm. So one idea. You say, how to correct? Yeah, I have so many. That's why I'm saying I have so much materials. And I have to give you two more ideas, right? Mm. Second one is, the idea people have for love is that you look after the basic needs of survival. And I will look after the basic needs of survival and some other things that are required on top of that. For example, you earn the money, right? You give you give security. I'll do the cooking. I'll look after the house. I'll look after the security of the kids. I'll look after your security by having a general lookout for your interests. So you, we look after each other's security. We look after food. I will ma ma you know ma manage the food. I will ration. Maybe I'll have a job. And maybe I'll bring some money. So money can come in from both sides. Security can come from both sides, right? But we are together aiding our survival. Then, after the survival is done, mm. then we try to look after each other's feelings and feel good. Go on vacation, this, that, right? This is also not love. <laughs> this is a functional relationship. Mm. Right? But it's not love. It's not love. Mm. Because sacrifice and other things didn't quite kick in. It remained somewhat transactional. Okay. Right? Just because I, when you stop keeping count, that's already a step up. Okay? But the real step up is I help you become a better person. You help me become a person. And you, we, you help me uh, evolve past my blind spots in my brain, areas of my brain that help me reach full happiness, full truth, full love that I'm not able to conquer yet by myself. Until you help me in those areas, my life will remain unfulfilled, unhappy. A few minutes of joy, a few moments of joy interspersed across a painful life is not, is, is not why you were born. That's just living on other people's, you know, food droppings off the table. Scavenging. You should come eat on the dinner dining table. Mm. Don't be on the floor waiting for scraps to drop off. Right? And what happens when you believe in one of these two methods of love, systems of love? You keep pulling other people down to your level. Somebody sitting on the table, on the chair, you say, come down and see how nice it is over here. Food drops randomly. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't understand why this person doesn't come down. And you say, oh my God, that person is so headstrong. <laughs> or something. <laughs> right? They are so uppity. They're incorrigible. They don't listen to me. They don't look after my feelings. See, I enjoy this and come and enjoy this with me. You, I don't know if you can understand the example, but okay. But the example is not important. The message here is this is also not pure love. Okay. And it's okay to be here. It's okay to be, okay to be in the first, first, the first scenario, right? Feeling, feeling. This survival plus feeling. It's okay to be here. Just don't call it love. By you calling it the true name, you remain open to the idea of evolving. And in the final love scenario, you still need this. This still happens. But not as the main goal. Not as the main thrust. Mm. It just happens because it's a side effect of something else. And just because it's happening doesn't mean I wanted it to happen. It just happens. It almost happens without you in wanting it to happen. These two are taken care of. Tough to understand because that takes a lot of guts. You're like, oh my God, if I don't look after my survival, who will? Right? Um, you feel that. Yeah. Well, let's not go there. You still have to be practical until you're there. Okay. Don't start saying, okay, <laughs> randomly the universe will look after me. You still have to be practical. All right. Correct. Okay. Then the third mm -hmm. 
is the the third misconception is we are family right mm-hmm. and therefore we are always there for each other and many people think this is love yes it's also necessary it's also good yes. <laughs> but don't call it love then what is this this is first of all mm-hmm. this is your school of learning right where do you, this is your environment in which you are learning and growing mm-hmm. but but what are you learning and growing that de- determines whether this is love or not say in this we are family right mm-hmm. all your learning is sur- survival of looking for scraps mm-hmm. and anyone who comes up you pull them down and no 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 stay here okay then your family you're surviving yeah but you never experienced love love is love <laughs> so you must say yes this is necessary mm-hmm. this feeling of family is a good thing mm-hmm. but i must still grow my brain remove the blinders understand the concept of what is truth what is love what is wisdom that that is a brain thing mm-hmm. and it's an experiential thing i must still be open to the idea of unconditional pure love and then my actions on the floor will become different Mm. they will become ones that help me build the muscles that help me climb up and sit on a chair as opposed to walking on all fours because those muscles I've, I've been strengthening my whole life i don't have this muscle it's a, it's an example mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so physical survival support right what does family give you extended or nearby family hopefully extended family right mm. physical survival support right my body physically i must survive food you know exercise a uh, place to live uh, you know step, shelter right medicine physical support then mental m- emotional I'm, i i i shouldn't be a nutcase i shouldn't be egotistically uh, you know depressed right or i shouldn't be egotistically uh, elitist right they help me figure those things out so that we can function as a team right good things mental support then third one it must provide wisdom at some level and if it doesn't have it within the members you have to seek it from outside by cultivating a relationship with wise people mm. have you heard me say that before yes. i don't know in the show not yet <laughs> not in this but oh, uh, in the you, previous few of those yes i've heard <laughs> okay. you many times show that okay mention that yeah. so so when so within the family love scenario you must also include this third idea the comp- we must cultivate the company of wise people and wise books and they are kind of go together and this rule applies to your first and second scenario also then you are above the scraps and coming towards sitting on the dime only then hmm. okay all right oh my god okay so we are at about 40 something minutes so okay Now let's switch gears a little bit. For love, your long long-term happiness is required. Meaning that there's a strong relationship between your loving and you reaching long-term happiness. And therefore there's a strong relationship between pure love, mm-hmm. long-term happiness, and the third concept is truth. <laughs> <laughs> so these things have to be understood okay because they're all the same thing but in from different points of view in the pre growth phase right when you're in the growth de- in the when you're developing 
there are many lessons that we learn that help us temporarily. And they're good lessons because they're needed for survival and for functioning. Right? But they become a hindrance to your long-term, deeper understanding of what would be a good society, good society, good family, good culture. And you may be surprised to think that you may say that, uh, you know, a tit for tat, for example, is, is the only practical reality. Mm. You may say that because you'll, you'll say, that's my whole life's experience everywhere I've seen. When I didn't do that, I got hurt. When I did that, people learned. Things fell in the right place. So therefore, that is justice. Right? It's not. Right? And as Gandhiji said, mm. right, an mm. eye for an eye will just make the whole world blind. Yes. Not just. <laughs> it's not justice. It's fundamentally unjust. So, but that doesn't mean that a person who pokes an eye out, mm. does some major damage, shouldn't be punished. But the punishment has does not have to be Reverse opposite. Right? Mm. First of all. It also means that you need to first understand if that action was intended or was it unintentional? Or was it inadvertent? The person didn't even have the basic knowledge to know that this would do that. So they're basically ignorant. Right? So there are three scenarios. And for each three scenarios, there are actually four, but we'll just do three for now. Mm. Each of the three scenarios, you have different reaction, punishment, education. Right? So that's why the department in the government that deals with jails, mm. right? They're called Department of Correction. Corrections. Mm. Right? Because their goal isn't to just say who did wrong, punish. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Their goal is to. Correct the situation so society is better, which now includes education, meditation, yoga, whatever that person who did the wrong thing did, mm -hmm. so that they can get elevated enough to not have a close, small perspective that allows them to do bad things to other people every time they feel something bad happened to them. Mm. For example, just an example, crime can be of so many types, right? Mm. So if, if it's a lack of education, then they must be educated. If it's a lack of guts, they must be given some courage. They must be taught courage. If it's a lack of, of oneness, right, and an inability to see that we're all in the same pond, right, and I'm taking more for myself and therefore hurting everybody else, then I have to grow until I can see that, then that must be taught. So different things have to be continuously being taught to all of society. And people who are egregious, who are doing major damage to the rest of the pond, mm. they have to be isolated or punished or taught separately. That's the Department of Corrections. But ultimately, we're all in the Department of Corrections. <laughs> 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 Therefore, don't be snooty about, that. you know, that guy's in jail. Ha, ha, ha. I'm better than him. Yeah. Okay. They, they're just a miserable person, perhaps, mm. or a person who's unfortunate. Could, may not be miserable, right? Mm -hmm. Who happened to be there and hasn't been educated in the right way or didn't get the right experiential exposure of knowledge and wisdom. Mm -hmm. And so circumstances. So you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. So you don't know. You don't know. It's mm -hmm. as simple as that. Mm -hmm. Truth is saying, when I don't know, I say I don't know. It's part of truth. Right? It takes guts to do that. Mm -hmm. 
And why does it take guts? Because your ego, remember ego in the mind. So in our definition, in the man, there is your feelings. Mm-hmm. And inside then is ego. Right? Yes. So the ego, because of it's surrounded by your feelings, right? One of its purposes is to make you feel good. Why? Because when you don't feel good, then the rest of your body, mind integration stops working. Hmm. Can I say that again? If you don't feel good, your body-mind integration doesn't work well and you are either going to do mentally bad actions, Hmm. mentally lazy actions, or physically lazy actions, Hmm. or physically bad actions, and you'll end up hurting you and everyone around you when you don't feel good. Okay. Hmm. And to counter this place where you'll end up if you don't feel good we have an ego and mind okay so is it is it there for a good purpose or a bad purpose i'll come to that in a second <clears throat> so first is this has to do what it does when you're down because even if you want to do good things in that down place they cannot happen until you feel good so say you decide in the down place, right, where you have no energy, right, and not enough intelligence, not enough knowledge, right, about some situation, right? You decide, I want to fix it. Now you want to do something good, right? Or improve it. You want to get some knowledge, not good, right? You want to get some knowledge, you want to improve. In order to, even wanting to improve cannot happen until you feel good. Until you feel good, you cannot pretty much do much, right? So this is like a lifesaver. It artificially makes you feel good by lying to you. Okay. Now, just because you ate the bad wheat that gave you uh, inflammation, right? Doesn't mean you make it your staple diet after that. It's good temporarily. Not a good long-term diet. Don't keep going back and saying, everybody feed my ego, make me feel good, then I'm happy. Now, do you get the analogy? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So the ego temporarily makes you feel good so that you can get to truth, not survive another day on the, on the scraps. <laughs> Mind and ego. Okay. Mind. Right. Mm. So in when we teach, when I teach or when other good people teach or... I don't know if I'm good, but when people try to teach and help other people educate, mm-hmm. their goal is to help you use your ego temporarily, drop it, so that you can feel good because of your truth that you can float. You don't have to fall. Your truth is, mm-hmm. without the ego, you can be permanently afloat. You don't have to drop. Never have to be feeling bad. Mm. You say, is that possible? Yeah. When you have completely put the ego in its correct place, which is, you don't understand what that means, but almost zero, zero, you are permanently floating. You will never feel. There is no question of your feelings bringing you down or anything that can happen on earth in reality that will bring you down. You will always be full of good energy, right? And happy. And you will have an idea and understanding of truth, happiness, and love. Because you'll be living in that ocean. 
And when you live in that ocean, mm-hmm. that ocean supports you. You don't, you don't, no ego is needed. No ego float mm. on band in swimming mm. is needed. <laughs> Imagine if I put big armband, thick one, and mm. taught you how to swim. Mm. Then you go to the Olympics and you keep your armbands on. So you're the slowest person <laughs> because of all the friction. <laughs> don't wear this all the time. It is good until, until you're 12 years old. After that, start to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. By 16 or 18, you should be pretty much knowing that this is not helpful. By 12, you should know this is not helpful in a good education system. And now you're trying to elevate so you can see how much better you swim without it. Okay. Okay. All right. There's a lot. Now, many people will be saying, mm-hmm. okay, show me how. Show me how to get there. How to get there. <laughs> so I'll have to become a second show. But I need a few more concepts to be cleared right now. Oh, you're giving me only five more minutes. Okay. So one of the ideas is that when you are trying to rise up, right, you are, you are trying to avoid all the learning in the short term that does something called reinforce your limitations. That's something you want to avoid. Don't pick up learning that helps you survive that reinforces the idea that you can reinforce that you are a limited person. I'm not good at math. I accepted it. I accept. So some somebody and me together reinforce the idea I'm not good at math. So I reinforce a limitation on me. Not good. Not good. So you want to avoid that. Even if you accept the limitation, mm-hmm. meaning you say, hey, I didn't do good in math. It doesn't mean I'm not good at it. Don't. One time you're cooking, you burn the thing. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you're a bad cook. Yes, true. Right. Or 10 times you burn it, like me. <laughs> Okay. Then you say, I really have to focus to be a good cook. Mm. But when I focus, when I'm one with my cooking, I'm, I'm a good cook. Mm. Therefore, I, it's not me who's a bad cook. Mm. I need to work on some other quality, like patience. Mm. Like stand there by the stove. You know? Not try to do five other things at the same time. Something. Whatever your limitation. I'm talking about mine. Okay. <laughs> right? Mm. So, don't take a bigger lesson from the event than needed. I didn't do well in math. Just means I didn't do well in math in that time, that question, that test, that year. Doesn't mean anything else. Hmm. Then you can call one more truth. Somebody didn't explain it to me in a way it landed. That's also a truth. Right. Because both these options leave open the option that if someone were to teach you in the future, you would pick it up and you'd be fine. Therefore, you didn't pick up the limitation as your own, that I'm, therefore, I'm limited in math forever. Mm. Does that example make sense? Yes. So, do not pick up limitations Mm. when you are in the earlier stage of learning. Because sometimes that... My, the hardest work I have is removing those limitations because your environment, wherever that child you know, picks it up, they keep reinforcing it on them. They keep saying, mm-hmm. no, no, don't do that, don't do that. You're not, you're not good at, yes. at sports. <sighs> yes, I've heard that many times. Yes, focus on, on, on studies. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
How will you get experiential learning if you don't do sports? How will you pick up team skills to have a happy marriage? Everybody needs team sports, almost. Yes. And it doesn't have to be sports on the field. It could be other kind of activity that is team. Everyone needs team gaming. It's the, it's the right way to say it. Because not everything is a sport, right? Not everything is a physical activity. Mm-hmm. But physical activity is a great way. It's mm-hmm. a good way. Every school should just force it. That you will be in teams. And if you're bad at it, especially then. <laughs> because you need it. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs it. Because we want you to have a happy marriage later on and a happy mm-hmm. family. All right. So the out of all this theory, I'm sorry, out of all this understanding I gave you, mm-hmm. the one takeaway you must definitely have is don't pick up limitations. So, and how, like for this example, this math example, I had to do all this dissection mm-hmm. for you to pick it up. Where does that come from? Company of the wise. Mm-hmm. So if you're not cultivating company of the wise, you will not be able to, you may not more than likely be able to do the dissection needed to prevent the limitation from coming into you. Okay, I'll give you another example. I mean, I I work with so many people. Sometimes I help them really get past their own limitations. Mm. And I spend years at it, Mm. right? Mm. And one of the things I face sometimes is that person thinks that they're playing me instead of learning from me. Uh Because they go, I know how real life, practical life works. If I say some things back to you and I praise you a little bit and I say I like what you're saying, but I don't actually shift inside, Mm. you'll keep teaching me and therefore we can have a good relationship and I want a relationship with you because you're good at so many other things. So they're playing me rather than learning from me. Mm. Right? And if you play people, you are the lowest form of of life on earth. Mm. Why? Because you're just a manipulator like like some of the worst people on earth. Mm. You know? Some of, the, some of the leaders that we talk about who caused major wars and problems on earth, mm. they were expert. They were, they were just another form of manipulators. They weren't truthful. They said, I, know, I understand how stuff works and I'm going to manipulate the situation so I get what I need mm. and, I'm, and I don't really give respect to you and your knowledge or anything else that you bring forth. I just want the basic, some, some minimum stuff from you. As long as I get that, I will play you. I don't mind being played. <laughs> <laughs> because that person in this lifetime somewhere will learn that. Mm. And it's okay. Teachers have this sacrificing job that they have to do. Okay. But I feel sorry. Like really, you after years, you still can't get, get beyond playing people. Mm. How miserable you are. And really, is that the net of your life? Mm. That you can't even be grateful and have gratitude for something pure that was being offered to you? Really? Mm. People are like that. So I want you to understand that there are things that we pick up, such as playing people, Mm. manipulating situations. We pick that up as part of growing up because you can see it works. So you must be also to put a limit on that by saying, ah, this is a management skill, right? Manipulation is a kind of a management skill, not a good one. Mm -hmm. So if I can, as soon as I can find a better, more humane, more sustainable management skill, I'll drop this one. Because right now I'm miserable, mm. you know. I have the worst form of human management skill. I'm using this. I need to get to a better one, better one, better, and drop that and go to the better one, right? Mm. And literally, you cannot do that by yourself. And if you still have it after some time, that means your environment that you're in, whatever environment you're supporting you, is 
not going to be able to help you. You literally need to find a wise person and go and seek their help. Bow down. Ask them to help you. Or next life. Or just painful life, right? You keep thinking, how oh, I'm so happy, I'm so happy, I'm manipulated, but you're not. Mm-hmm. And, you, and ultimately, the net of your life is you lived and died a poor quality manipulator. So we'll have to uh, carry forward this to the okay. next uh, program. Right. And that will be uh, in continuation of this uh, right. series. Right. Uh, so hope you're liking what we are presenting it for you <laughs> to, on the online samosa. Uh, please subscribe and, um, and like, listen like to our like our channel, uh, channel on uh, YouTube and Spotify. Right. And subscribe to our channel on right. uh, YouTube. And please send us your input and, and any questions uh, which you would like us to address right. to the online samosa at gmail.com. Thank you. And the phone number? And the phone number is 669-228-2810. And if you're still watching us at this time, then the series that we did just before the love series, this is love series, love one, two, a, one, two three A. Today mm-hmm. is three A, I'll do three B. Yeah. Okay. And just before this, we have a parenting one, two, and three. Please forward that to any parents, yes, especially young parents. Yes. And because we are getting feedback that they wish they had known this earlier, and that is painful to us because mm-hmm. then please forward that. Yes. So till then, a warm namaste from Yamini Mitra. And a namaste from Sandeep Tiwagi. And remember, the online love. No, the online samosa. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.